This is IGN. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is the Spoken Edition of IGN. Presented by Raytheon Technologies. Our nearly 200,000 engineers, researchers, and people with purpose are building the future today. We're pushing the limits of known science to go deeper into space, advance aviation, and build smarter defense systems that protect all of us here at home. That's the future of aerospace and defense. Learn more at rtx.com. Yakuza, like a dragon review. By Tristan Ogilvy. The Yakuza games have always been about smacking people in the face with traffic cones, bicycles, and street signs, but the development team behind Yakuza Like a Dragon has taken arguably the boldest swing in the series to date. A shift from the reflex-testing beat-em-up action of previous games to a more structured, turn-based JRPG-style combat system seemed like a genuine gamble when it was first revealed, but the end result successfully manages to introduce a more tactical form of team-based street fighting without sacrificing any of the series' signature flair and offbeat humor. A lengthy late-game level grind made completing its story more of a drudge than it needed to be, though, meaning that, although I found Like a Dragon to initially be as refreshing as a can of Suntory Highball, by the end I felt as weary as someone who'd had a few cans too many. The switch to turn-based combat might be the biggest change in Yakuza Like a Dragon, but it isn't the only one. An entirely new cast of characters in a sprawling Yokohama setting combined to enhance a story that, while entertainingly bombastic throughout, doesn't really stray too far from the types of complex criminal conspiracies and preposterous plot twists that have become the standard for almost every mainline Yakuza game and spin-off to date. Main protagonist and ex-Yakuza clan member Ichiban Kasuga is a likable hero who wears his heart on the sleeve of his apparently mandatory leisure suit. However, it's the engaging ensemble that he forms with the three other core characters alongside him in his justice-seeking quest, Grizzled Detective Koichi Adachi, Doctor-turned-vagrant Yu Nanba, and Cabaret Club hostess Siko Mukuda, that really sets Yakuza like a dragon apart from its predecessors in terms of drawing me into its world. Exploring the backstreets of Yakuza games on your lonesome has always been enjoyable in the past, but it turns out it's even more fun with a few colorful friends along for the ride, especially when their lighthearted banter offers insight into each location as you wander around. Let's Party Being a Yakuza game, Like a Dragon never suffers a shortage of street thugs waiting to bully you out of your bento box money while you're just innocently heading down to the arcade to play some OutRun. Yet while you might assume that a switch to turn-based combat would slow the speed of each brawl down to a crawl, combat still manages to feel fluid and energetic despite the pauses in between individual attacks. 
Although you aren't given any direct control over the position of each member of your party in the skirmish, every character in the scrap is in constant motion, and that helps each battle feel dynamic. Additionally, the option to reduce incoming damage by tapping the guard button in real time and the ability to knock an enemy off their feet and then quickly follow up with a more damaging strike in the short window of time before they recover kept me locked in during every fighting moment. But what really brings the spectacle to each turn-based beatdown is the sheer variety of enemy types, with some 250 different kinds of foes to encounter as you explore every corner of Yakuza like a dragon. While some of these are mere garden-variety goons, the vast majority of villains are as loopy as a bowl of soba noodles. You'll battle the likes of scissor-twirling hairstylists, mop-toting janitors, and lubed-up perverts teaming up to form killer squads that appear to be just as likely to crash a costume party as they are to smash your face in. Each dishes out their own unique sets of hilariously unconventional special moves that can inflict mostly traditional status effects. The first time I witnessed a trench coat wearing degenerate suddenly flash his private parts at one of my fighters, let's just say the target wasn't the only one stunned into silence. Luckily, your own fabulous four have no shortage of spectacular moves at their disposal, and the combinations in which you employ them is what gives this new brand of Yakuza combat a far more strategic edge than ever before. Faced with a large group of enemies, you might strike a cute pose with Seiko to leave a number of them dazed by your charms before unleashing a charging Koichi to skittle them like love-struck bowling pins. Come upon a single strong enemy, and you might get Namba to breathe his putrid homeless guy's breath to lower the defense of a stronger enemy before getting Kasuga to slap them viciously across the face with wads of cash. Yakuza Like a Dragon doesn't just successfully reinvent the street-fighting formula of its series forebears. It provides an invigoratingly quirky take on turn-based combat that's quite unlike any other I've ever experienced before. Yakuza Like a Dragon's job system is also unlike any other I've ever experienced, although not necessarily in a good way. Jobs allow you to change the class of each character in order to tailor their skill set to your ideal playstyle, but the problem is that these jobs aren't particularly well-defined at a glance. Rather than offer more established RPG classes like Warrior, Mage, and Cleric, Yakuza Like a Dragon instead features around a dozen or so different jobs with names like Host, Chef, and Dealer, as in cards, not drugs. And although you're able to browse their individual lists of special attacks, it's hard to get a full understanding of how they play without picking one and then committing the time to level it up long enough to unlock the full suite of its special attacks. If you guess wrong, that's a lot of time sunk into a class you don't especially want to play. As a result, I dabbled with a few of the jobs, but ultimately stuck with the default selection for the majority of the seven playable characters in my party, with the main exception being Seiko, who I switched from hostess to idol in the early game on a whim. That move fortunately paid dividends later on by offering invaluable healing support during Yakuza like a dragon's toughest enemy encounters. There are also some issues evident in the battle system that regularly impact the flow of each fight. Most notably, the automatic pathfinding of each of your party members is often unreliable, particularly indoors or when there are a number of objects to navigate around. In those scenarios, I'd often select an attack and then watch as my character got stuck in a wall for a while before teleporting to their target. This can be especially annoying when you've strategically waited for a group of enemies to move into a tight bunch in order to unleash an attack with a wide area of effect, like Kasuga's bat-swinging Giga Smash, only for the group to have dispersed by the time your dawdling character manages to make their way over to the target. Dungeons and Dragons But overcoming confused pathfinding is a relatively minor molehill compared to the Mount Fuji-sized spikes in difficulty that awaited me in Yakuza Like a Dragon's third act. 
For the first 20 hours, I had progressed relatively unimpeded and arrived at the start of the 12th story chapter, out of 15, with my party members each at around level 31. It's here that I was suddenly met by a pair of level 50 boss characters with the ability to unceremoniously wipe out my entire street fighting squad in a single hit. Chapter 12's misleading name is The End of the Yakuza, and after several ill-fated attempts at taking these two super-powered enemies out, it was also very nearly the end of me. Thus began my first real experience with grinding for levels in Yakuza Like a Dragon, as I pumped the brakes on the story for a good five hours or so while I rolled up my sleeves and concentrated on gradually boosting my stats in order to give my party any chance of moving forward. While it's true that I could have spent more time trying to level up my characters in the first half of the campaign, the only real option for farming XP to a significant degree in the first 11 chapters is by fighting your way through Yokohama Underground Arena, a prolonged series of drab concrete hallways that is dull enough the first time you're forced to fight through it in an early chapter and does little to inspire repeat excursions no matter how wacky the lineup of enemies may be. In Chapter 12, however, you gain access to the Sotanbori Fighting Arena, which is a little more interesting the first time you play through it since each of its 30 floors present unique battle conditions and bonus items for clearing them within a certain number of moves. Yet neither of these two dungeon areas appear to feature enemies that scale with you each time to restart them, meaning you only see relatively diminishing XP returns with each subsequent trip. Your party grows stronger while the enemies stay the same and I had to revisit each of them an exhausting number of times before I could successfully battle my way through the sharply escalating series of boss fights that awaited me at Yakuza Like a Dragon's conclusion. All up, I'd estimate that I spent around 10 to 15 hours in the late game grinding my way to levels high enough to be able to overcome those last few bosses. When you consider my overall story completion time was just under 45 hours, that's not an insignificant portion devoted to repetitive busywork. I'm all for turn-based fighting in the street, but grinding for XP really isn't up my alley, particularly since it came at the worst possible time, slowing my progress through the story to a halt just as it was very clearly trying to accelerate towards its climax. Truly, the closing chapters of this latest Yakuza story felt less like a dragon and more like a drag. The Only Way to Travel Although the repetition required to scale its steeping difficulty curve wore me down towards the end, one thing I never got tired of was merely existing within Yakuza Like a Dragon's Yokohama setting. In a year where many of us have barely visited neighboring cities, let alone countries, the virtual tourism aspect of this latest Yakuza game felt more valuable to me than it ever has before in the series. Not only is Yokohama much larger than the Kamurocho and Osaka areas from previous games, both of which can also be visited in Yakuza Like a Dragon, it's also far more diverse, with a beautiful Bay Area, CD Red Light District, vibrant Chinatown section, and more to wander around, and each is home to their own landmarks and peculiar side characters to interact with. Admittedly, a number of the minigames dotted around the map, like karaoke and golf, are fun but not exactly new to the series, and if I haven't taken the time to understand Japanese chess after playing this many Yakuza games, I probably never will. But elsewhere, I very much enjoyed the arcade racing thrills of the new Dragon Kart Street Racing, and even scratched my Animal Crossing itch by planting seeds in planter boxes around the city and harvesting them for vegetables to eat for stat boosts. In fact, possibly the biggest upside to the more expanded RPG elements of Yakuza Like a Dragon is that there's a meaningful gameplay benefit to almost every little interaction and activity you can undertake while exploring Yokohama. 
You can, for example, sit for exams at the vocational school to boost Ichiban's intellect and thus make him less susceptible to brainwashed attacks during a battle, or share a drink with a specific party member at the bar, thereby boosting your bond with them and enabling them to level up faster when they're not in the active party. While the grinding loops I endured late in its main story path had me warily watching the clock, very little outside of the story ever felt like a waste of time and effort. Verdict Yakuza Like a Dragon's colorful turn-based combat, engaging lead characters, and detail-rich setting make for a refreshingly different and mostly thrilling installment in the long-running Japanese crime series. However, pathfinding annoyances and a number of escalating difficulty spikes in its closing chapters made completing its story feel like much more of a repetitive slog than any of the previous games. While I applaud the developers for daring to transform its established brawling into more tactically complex team-based battles, the grueling progression system it brings along with it means that Yakuza Like a Dragon ultimately takes some bold steps in a new direction for the series, but neglects to completely maintain its balance. Score 7 when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.